Welcome, nomads, to the Hodge Podcast, a journey through food, travel, and music, where we will feature a special guest from our circle of friends in the music scene. We talk about our travels, their story, and share a meal. And as we all know, the most common language in the world is food. I'm your host, Freddie. And I'm Philip, podcasting live from beautiful West Anaheim, California, Adal Hut Studios. Hello, yasas, parev, marhaba, hola. This is our third show, and we're excited to have a legend in the house, a, our good friend, tour partner, the virtuoso guitar god himself, Rick Agnew. And we rolling. Hi, Rick. Mr. How you doing? Rick. Hi, you guys. How's it going? Hi. <laughs> How's it going today? Busy, as yeah. usual. Good. I'm Running happy. Around. Things are... Things are you're always busy. Yeah. I don't know how you I, do it. I, oh, it's a, it's a necessity. I mean, keeping busy is a beautiful thing because it keeps you from your mind wandering to bad places and dark places, you know. It keeps you level. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I understand that. I sometimes don't know what to do with myself. Yep, my mind's when, my when own worst <laughs> enemy, you know. <laughs> all, so. Right, all right. So uh, our part of our show, we want to get to know our guests. Um, so I'd like to start from the beginning. If if you may, where were you born and where did you grow up? <laughs> I was just gonna. Well, it all started on December 9th, nineteen fifty-eight, at eight thirteen in the morning <laughs> in Newport Beach, California, Hogue Memorial Hospital, delivered by Dr. Francis Thomas O'Brien, who my brother was named after, and uh, in room to, in delivery room two. At Hogue Memorial Hospital. Wow, that's, that's a lot of details. Yeah. For your birth. <laughs> I have no idea what town was. Gotta born. know your origin. <laughs> what? Our yeah. birthdays are only a day apart. Yeah, December eighth, December ninth. Yeah. yeah. You don't know. You don't know. You're, you're, you don't know what time you. No, I don't know what time. I'm gonna ask my mother. It's it's gotta be somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's gotta uh, be written somewhere. Paper. I actually do have my birth certificate. I'll, I'll go check it out later. You have a birth certificate? Yeah, I have it with oh. me. That's cool. All right, so you were you were so born Newport. in Newport, and and where did you move to? Where did you grow up? Well, we grew up there. My dad was a, a fisherman uh, for, from the, the Dory's, uh, oh, I forgot what it's called. But anyway, off of uh, Newport Beach there, and he did deep sea fishing. Nice. My mom worked at a, a was it a Boss Big Boy or something like that? Graveyard shift, that's how they met. And then, uh, so we lived uh, across the street from the beach, basically, till I was about five. Nice. And... Uh, Back then, Newport Beach, like living there, it was it was like desolate and it was cheap and it was like you know yeah not like well, now not like now yeah. yeah whoever bought property back then <laughs> they're like you know they got their own planet yeah yeah everybody wants to be there that's for sure that's the center of the Orange County you know so from yes. Newport you moved to uh, eventually we moved to Costa Mesa. And for about a year, year and a half. A little further away from the beach. And then, um, yeah. Then we moved to uh, La Fuente. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a, that was a culture shock. I you know? bet. Going from surfing, you know, predominant white, white neighborhood kind of thing, you know, surf culture to like, you know, suddenly it's like gangsta. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're gangsta. So speaking of a culture, what what is uh, your your culture as far as your parents? Like, what are they? Your what are their background? Yes. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. My mom's uh, she's Mexican, and um, she was born in in San Diego, but she lived in in Mexico until oh, okay. she was uh, you know, I don't know about school age, and then they moved yeah. to L.A. Mm-hmm. They live really close to where I live now. 
and um, I'd see you at the old houses there from there all the time. Yeah. But uh, so that's her origin. My dad, he, he, he's um, Irish from uh, Philadelphia. Philly and, Irish. Yeah. He was born in the States. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of a Mystic River dude, you know what okay. I mean? <laughs> like the, do, you, do you connect at all to those two backgrounds and as far as like tradition or, or any... Like, do you associate yourself with that at all? Oh, completely. Yeah. Completely, yeah. yeah. It's like I'm, I'm total 50-50 of that, you know. And you feel that. And I feel it. I embrace it. I, uh, you know, yeah. it's all good. I, and uh, it's funny because with you know the Latino side and then with the uh, Irish side, they're both very very fiery, you know, just intense peep type of. Oh uh, yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, nationality. That's and, where uh, you get it from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what what would uh, you say uh, about your family background that sticks out the most? I know that's a weird question, but um, see the movie. <laughs> that's exactly. right. which is coming out soon that's true yeah, no uh, what, what do you mean i'm sorry just uh but seriously see the movie <laughs> <laughs> just like for us my brother and i were we were born in cyprus uh and our dad is lebanese our mom is armenian so uh-huh. as far as what sticks out the most is is basically the mediterranean life uh do you does your mexican and irish background like does it do things that you've done as a kid like even if it's uh superstitious stuff or or traditional stuff do you still do it now is there something your mom used to do like italian moms let's say they they don't use a broom for the inside of the house and and the outside of the house stuff like that that. little little cool funny no we were always very californiaized you know what i mean it's nothing nothing like that really i had my own you know batch of that kind of shit you know so like what well i don't know just like you know my what they call metaphysical experiences and stuff like i'm very sensitive to spirits and ghosts and stuff and i've had like ghost friends since i was a little kid and it's just part of everyday things also i see auras and i used to color when i draw in color i you know i draw the i color the auras and the teachers are all concerned about like what is this i go it's it's the colors around everybody Like, oh, okay. And they thought like, you were weird, right? Yeah, yeah. mid sixties, they're like, you know, oh, yeah, oh, this, this kid's strange. Shrink, you know? <laughs> but it, that's how it was, you know. And they never, you know, really dug to that, and then they decided, I guess, not to make a big deal out of it. Oh, it's just his imagination. Yeah. Well, that's good because nowadays, if you did something weird as a kid, they just, you know, think you're something's messed up with you, and they make you go see a shrink and all this stuff. So I'm glad they. Didn't. Yeah, you become a. They pin you down and start dissecting you and looking inside of you and everything and stuff. Yeah, we don't <laughs> want that. Inbred dysfunctionality. It's not a pretty sight to see. My friends and me. Pedigree. My friends and me, we all agree. 
continue from there you were a kid let's say what um connecting to the music thing so what was your first instrument how did the music come in when you were small um tiny i dabbled a little bit with drums when i was about kindergarten age because i the beatles the beatles turned my life around yeah um we watched it when we lived in costa mesa uh when they were on that sullivan show i mean yeah you could feel the energy, of, you different. know, totally across the nation. You could feel it through the TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it felt like there was an excitement, like a buzz. Like you went outside and if you walked down the street, every TV was on, you know, you're watching the Beatles, you know, and everybody's that anticipation. I, I haven't felt anything like that since. Such an excitement, you know, and we watched it and... Neighbors that never really talked before, like, would come over, and everybody was gathering and bringing their acoustic guitars, and, you know, that's awesome. yeah. Yeah, it, you it, don't, it, yeah, that doesn't coffee. happen now. It, <laughs> it, well, it, that's, it woke up everybody, you know. Yeah. That, that, to me, was the, the, the night that the music came in and, you know, took over that, you know, apple pie kind of, you yeah, know, war, got a country thing, and yeah. said, fuck it, man, music, music <laughs> rock exactly. and roll. yeah. You know, and everybody got excited about it. That must it, have been so. a cool time to be alive. Yeah, and around the same time, too, I, I, I felt uh, there was a time when, like, it, it was actually a rainy, gloomy day at that same house when uh, JFK got assassinated. Oh. And everything just went. Wow. Silence. It was the darkest, quietest day ever. It was really strange. Yeah. It was almost like it, the, it shut down. The world shut down for a day. And the TV and everything. It was pretty intense. Yeah. We need that. We need that to happen, like in our in our time now. But I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> It'd have to be something pretty intense because you know right? that those were like, you know, they they were like ice picks. You know, yeah. it would never be that intense again because it was OG, complete OG. Yeah, yeah. news. It is never from happened. there. It's just always yeah, more watered exactly. down, trickled down. Now you have everything. Things. Yeah, exactly. Right. So when was your first? Uh, when did you first start playing shows? When was the if you? Were, do you remember the first one <laughs> um when i was in a cover band because before punk and all that kind of stuff you just played covers right <laughs> and uh was it a beatles cover band no no okay. this well this was like when i was in high school okay 74. so 16 74 yeah i was about yeah. six yeah 15 16 yeah bass player nice and we covered uh um everything from like sabbath to deep purple okay. to david bowie nice T-Rex, uh, um, Led Zeppelin, yeah. Aerosmith, you know, just all those kind of things. And there was all these bands <clears throat> around that would play these backyard parties before punk, and they were always cover bands. But um, it was so funny because each one of these bands would like, okay, now we we have a special surprise for y'all. We would like to play you our original. Every band, <laughs> every cover band, like that, they had their original, and it was just 
horrible. It bad. Yeah. <laughs> Every time it was just like the most horrible song. Like they took little pieces of the worst parts of the songs they were covering. And, you know, it's just like, oh, no, just stick with the fucking covers. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, a, that's the trick. You know, you got to figure out to be original. But but punk broke that, you know. Punk yeah. made it to where, like, you know. Do whatever you want. Yeah, or do whatever. Yeah. Any chord. <laughs> and I mean, early, early, early punk bands, you know, they they played quite a few covers in their set and everything. But it was yeah. more kind of a a tribute, uh, kind of a you know, giving back to what influenced them. Yeah, which is important. Yeah, yeah, bands that you, the songs that you. Influ- yeah, yeah, it was usually a lot of uh, Bowie, T Rex, you know, yeah. Gary Glitter, you know, stuff that influenced uh-huh. them back. The Sweet, you know. Okay, that's cool. Nice. And then so. Um, Ever since then, we all know that you've toured with so many musicians and uh, so many versions of bands. We're not going to go through all the lists, but what's the farthest your music has taken you? So you started in Newport and then Costa Mesa, La Puente, Orange County, and then this music thing happened. And then what's the farthest distance it's taken you, that you would say, physically? Traveled. Jumping. Uh, well, you were just in Spain. That's far. Yeah. That's, pretty That's pretty far. Well, yeah, I've been to Europe quite a few times. Yeah. Um, uh, was in Brazil for a week, played there before. Yeah. Um, Mexico a few times, Mexico City. Yeah. Uh, never played Hawaii, but went to Hawaii. That doesn't count. Alaska, <laughs> we played uh, two shows in Alaska oh, with wow. the Chiton de Mon Quartet, nice. which is one of the 10 bands I'm involved with now. Yeah, yeah you ten. are in 10 bands, right? Yes. Is that the exact number? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, they're not all full time, you know, balls out because then, then it, I they can't be. No, you they wouldn't can't. be able to. I'd have to clone myself or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or they can do that now, can't they? Twist, Probably. Twist time around, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> make myself multi-dimensional. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Alaska um, toured the states quite a few times, and Canada yeah. a couple times. Never, never been to the British Isles or UK. No. They, yeah, oh, really? They, uh, they oh, won't. They will not have me there. That's no, just my joke. Of, I know. Yeah. That's just my joke because it seems like every time <laughs> when I go to Europe and everything and stuff, it's like it's a hard it place happen. to tour yeah. because of it, the lo- like that. So tight. The way it's located. Yeah. And they're very tight ass about uh, the legal stuff. About, yeah. About uh, visas planes. and yeah. all that because because that's what happened to us half the time was it was it was getting rejected. You know. I, don't I know think why. that. Yeah. I think the yeah. fact that you have to do all that stuff as a musician really angers me. We have to yeah. go through that yeah. on yeah. A, every three years. It's but at least we have knowledge of it. You know, yeah, we can never true. have wool pulled over our eyes. That's what it's a. It's kind of a two, double-edged sword, you know. Where it's like it's nice to have that knowledge and that experience, hands-on of yeah. the whole bit. Uh-huh. But at the same time, God, it, you just make it just wants to make you tear out your dreads. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like because there's so much and everything. But at the same time, it goes back to like being busy. And when you're busy, you're happy. Exactly, that's true. You know, and it, it takes a lot better. of time to do that. You know? And also, when you're busy, it seems like you don't spend as much money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true, huh? Yeah. You're doing stuff instead of buying stuff. Or... Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense, right? Um, I got one more question here. What What was one major musical influence that you would say has played a role in your music writing and performing? So, like the one, another hard one. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, musical influence. I mean, you said the Beatles ba- started off. Band or genre or what? How about all of the above? Okay. Well, because everything influenced yeah. me. Everything. Yeah. Um, everything from noise to classical. Yeah. Just if you know what I mean. If it if it hits me, if it, it's the only thing that doesn't really influence me is 
totally just done soulless, heartless shit crap. Okay. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, I understand. All the, all, the, all the styles have that. Yeah, there's some of that that just... Yeah, what, Bailey, it. when it's... Yeah, when you, you can tell it's just totally... Uh, um, manufactured. Manufactured yeah, yeah, is exactly. the only word I can think of. Yeah. I'm trying to be nice. It's like processed right. cheese. But it's manufactured. Yeah, it's just the, like... It, it, especially now where it's like music's kind of just the... It's not even the focus. It's the merchandise. It's yeah. kind of like the, the soundtrack for merchandise. Exactly. Like yeah, yeah. get your new kind Nikes because this guy sang yeah. about them or then, wears them on the music video. Sometimes people's voices. Um, um, sometimes like, well, you know, it's a big influence too. And the most natural influence and in songwriters are birds. Birds? Birds, yeah. yeah. And just animal sounds and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. And from a long time ago, even I would be get inspired by, like, I go into a bowling alley, and then there's just the ambience of the pin setters. And, and, and the, the echo. And the echo and the clean, you know, the hits, yeah. they hit the ball to the pins. And that it, it, could, it would create a certain ambience. So so would factories, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, stuff huh. to get re- yeah, and that's really influential. I just love it's, it. It's almost like sense. nature, even though... Like, uh, factories are not made by nature. Well, they are in a way because we made them and we're part of nature. So nature is a huge influence in in, in your sound. I, I feel. Yeah, yeah. Because you can find a lot in that. I, I I could sit somewhere and and hear the same thing and 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 feel something out of it. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's take a musical break. Uh, we're here in the house with uh, Mr. Rick Agnew, one of my favorite peoples in the world. Thank you for being here. Uh, we'll take a. We'll hear a message from our sponsors, and we, we'll be right back. All right, cool. Yo, man, I band needs a new demo, but I don't want to pay through the ass for it. Bro, we've been playing a lot of gigs, and we need to work on writing this album, and we need our own monthly lockout. Hey, man, my grandma says we can't practice in the garage anymore. <laughs> Have any of your band members ever said some shit like this? We've got you covered. DHS Rehearsal and Recording is a full-service recording studio. Hourly rehearsal space with monthly lockouts available located directly next to the Doll Hut Live Music Venue in beautiful Anaheim, California. Centrally located right off the 5 Freeway in Lincoln Avenue. Open seven days a week. Give us a call at 714-855-2535 at 714-855-2535 or visit us online at dollhutstudios.com Facebook and Instagram at dollhutstudios Welcome back! You're listening yeah. to the Hodge Podcast A Journey Through Food, Music, and Travel We're podcasting live from beautiful West Anaheim, California at Dollhut Studios We are your hosts, Phil and Freddie as you heard, our guest today is the one and only Mr. Rick Agnew. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. Hey, uh, y'all missed the juicy stuff while did. we were taking a break. Yeah, <laughs> you, we had some very, very, very juicy stuff, but we will not tell you because it's for us to keep. <laughs> Speaking of juicy stuff, um, growing up as a kid, uh, my brother and I, we lived in Saudi Arabia for 10 years uh, during our early years. Uh, we didn't really learn about legends like you, uh, because we didn't get, uh, Western music in Saudi Arabia and in Cyprus, you didn't, we grew up as well where we were born. We didn't get that. So it wasn't until, uh, we made it to Southern California that I was exposed to old schoolers. Uh, I was, I learned about, for example, adolescence. I learned about, you know, Christian death. I learned about stuff like that, that 
that there was no way for us to get that when we lived in, in the Middle East. Uh, and the cool thing about that way of exposure is that instead of learning about it through the internet, uh, I learned it about, about it through you firsthand. And I feel lucky and honored because of that. Uh, somebody told me that's Rick, Rick Agnew. I'm like, I don't know who Rick Agnew is. But I, now I do. And, and I feel that's a cool – that was a very cool way to experience that. It wasn't like – Completely. It, yeah, and I'm honored. Because, and, and, there's no pretensions. Yeah, and, the, and now you're here in the studio with us, and that means a lot to me, uh, and I can't even describe it. Uh, and uh, that leads to my question is, is uh, your music writing. Uh, one of my questions is, is how, how have you written so much music? How many, how much, how many songs have you written? Rough number. Um, that recorded or not recorded or just written down or whatever and stuff like that because they, they pop in my head every day. Yeah. You know, so I'd say easily, you know, I don't know, a couple thousand. That's that's incredible. That's cool. So, uh, how do you do that? Do you just do? You, what's your writing process? Um, it comes to me. It just comes. That's seriously, the best way, it comes right? To me, yeah, it comes from the gal- from the cosmos. And yeah. seriously, yeah, you connect, you channel up to the universe, and it and it, it 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 comes out of you through the instrument. It and travels like a like a. <laughs> whirlpool kind of thing you know and comes to and then it gets in my head i translate it and there you go and but i hear it i hear it all yeah. like done before you know i start putting it down on paper yeah. or on tape or whatever yeah. when did you learn you had that skill like did as a kid it was happening to you or oh yeah it's always there yeah. <laughs> it's always it just got more refined and more uh, focused you know Knowing, you know, as I go along and and write the songs, you know what I mean, and bring right. them down, and and it gets more like where I know where to go for it. It's it's it sounds like sci-fi and everything. I, <laughs> I know it does, you. but I, it, but I, that's I, I feel that. Yeah, it's just uh, you know, it's not my choice. <laughs> <laughs> but, as as a as a songwriter myself, I have trouble with lyrics. Uh, if you were to give somebody advice on 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 how to write lyrics, what would what would be good advice for that? I'm not really a lyricist whatsoever or don't consider myself a lyricist and it's kind of like a something that I have to do to put to the song or whatever and stuff but then again like I'll just kind of think of something that affects me in my personal politics my everyday life or whatever and uh, then I'll just start writing you know right yeah, kind of like writing out. it out automatic write it out and then kind of focus it in yeah. and um, and uh I, I go by phrasing first. Like what what I do is the the vocal for me the vocal line is an instrument first. Okay. It's da 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 da. da you know. The I, melody. I, I get the melody and the timing of it. Then once I got that, then I you know I'll, I'll know how to put phrases you know. To phrase, to to the to the, the those notes. Yeah. Huh. To fit the words and then try to get words that will fit in there i know it sounds like a yeah. real backwards really difficult process but for but some everybody's reason, different so yeah. that's yeah. how you do it i'm like southpaw you know <laughs> <laughs> or you, something because yeah. it works for do me. you have like, like a, a book you always keep with you where you write stuff down or is it just lyric sheets everywhere or melody sheets everywhere or they're just always in your head and they're stored in there yes that yeah. this is that one They're no short, no all the above <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> i used to have a book with all these you know songs that i read like you know hundreds of them all typed out and everything and and putting in a you know a binder and stuff and uh somewhere in a, in one of the studios i was staying at somebody had lifted it 
Oh no! Yeah, ah. they stole. They, stole, they ah. know where it was somehow. So if you're out there listening to this, bring that damn book back. <laughs> I know. Right? God, damn. It's like somebody stealing like a family's like uh, f- uh, camera out of the camper with all their pictures on it. Like, what's, what's, that's not your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> At least send the pictures back. Yeah, I just hope it serves them well because I can always come up with more. You know, and I kind of remember what I kind of remember what I wrote, anyways. Yeah. So. All right. That's cool. I want to go back to that like aura thing coming down, and that you you can just that that I mean it just comes through that you translate to this music. Yes. Thing. What do you think that is? What is that? It's the like, universe. It's the universe. It's the universe. Yeah. The universe is the it's the the origin center, the mother of all. Correct. Of all that is music, which could, is beyond just being songs. You know what I mean? Music, the universal music thing is not songs. It's it's like that's it's how energy. we translate it yeah. and apply it to our emotions, I believe, which is, you know, part of your spirit, part of your body, physical body. And then um, they, it just, uh, but what it is, is think about it. The universe, it's all like when they have like the satellites and everything and stuff. There's sound waves, okay, yeah. the waves, yeah, right? And and then there's pulse and there's beat. Yeah. Okay. Like the sine waves and all that kind of stuff that are generated out there. Everything that exists in the universe makes a sound. Right. And it, there's a, and then there's also... That's how a, the energy a, travels. A it's got to go through somehow. Yeah. So just like the universe, our body's that as well. Everything, with, our, with our heart and our and our, and our veins and the blood flowing it's, through it's us, kind of like that, you know, that Zen thing, you know, where it's, it's which I completely believe in, you know, because it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Where everything's interconnected. Yeah. Uh, so, do you think so. Um, everybody can do what you do in terms of that, creating stuff like or receiving that thing? Yeah, it's there. It's there. If whoever wants to tap in. How do we do that? How do how does the how do you start? If you don't know, if somebody who's just the first time they've ever heard somebody say this kind of thing, because a lot of people grow up, you know, this is how it is. You're going to grow up, you're going to do this, you're going to die, and then we go, you know what I mean? But Well, I mean, not to be exclusive or anything, but I don't know how other way to explain it, but that there's no real method. It's almost no. like I was like gifted or born with it. Right. And well, so yeah, a lot that, of people, yeah. yeah. You, it's like, yeah, you either have it or you don't kind of thing, you know? <laughs> but can you get it maybe? Is it? I think anybody feel, could you get think, it. What do you think? Like, if could somebody... Sure, man, you know, run into it by accident or just yeah. hit the right, you know, Line, dial in yeah, the right, <laughs> yeah, like a exactly. radio, yeah. you know? Yeah, it does kind of yeah, connect to it, so... And some people, they just, you know, a lot of people, and they write songs, and then they just kind of, like, use what what's not out there they what's they ar- use what's around here right right the resources around here exactly those are usually your more pop songs your yeah. more songs and everything yeah. stuff and <laughs> you know but um i mean there's nothing wrong with that i mean there's a place purpose and yeah a fan for everything yeah exactly. and that's a beauty too you know so and i think music is the key to you know the universe coming to to bring as one yeah. you know just a the love, the peace of it, you know. Yeah, that's how the universe is trying to make us understand the universe is the music. That's why we like it, you know. It's the, there's a reason, you know, why it makes everything better, you know. It enhances every emotion, you know. Everything that you think of could yeah. be translated into a sound. Yep, it's fun to experiment with sounds and everything. And yeah. just because certain things, certain combinations, and when you get like those uh, 
uh, what do you call it? sympathetic overtones? Okay, yeah, the, yeah. I love that, when that happens. You yeah. put certain notes together and you pulse them. Kind of wobble, they bend and, it, and then yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden it'll do its own. Well, chord progressions do that too. When you put, you know, depending on vocals and guitar chords, they they bend the space. <laughs> you know, it's a real big example of that, and it's just a mind blower because it's all just kind of automatic, but yet it's you know that it's almost like it's. Um, a translation of just the atmosphere, whatever is the Lou Reed, Lou Reed's Metal Machine music. Okay, I yeah, yeah, heard yeah. It. yeah. That, that when that came out in '75, and I heard that, that just that that was a game changer too. Yeah, you know, I was just like, wow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the best thing to do is try to lead, like. Well, it was a, it was just vinyl back then in '75, and and um, it was two double album. Yeah. So 16 minutes and one second on each nice. side, except the fourth side had a uh, infinite loop. Oh, <laughs> nice! But the whole thing is just so like mind blowing. We like, would just li- yeah, and I'd just sit in the dark and listen to it. You, you know, sometimes on acid. <laughs> yeah. And man, it just it take it's rad. Right. Do yeah. you think yeah. uh, as a musician, uh, you have a responsibility as a musician to the world? Yeah, because I feel like I was gifted with you know the the talent and the you know the mission to, to to write the songs to make people happy to make people have you know i you know and to identify and all that kind of stuff and so that's a definite responsibility you know to do i mean that's why sometimes when i want to quit or i get kind of depressed about it it's like oh i can't do that yeah, i know right <laughs> you know, i might as well just shoot myself in the head exactly you know? and when i did try to quit music and ignore it after about three months i felt like i like I was gonna die, literally, physically, yeah. was wow. just dying. You know, it's just like gone. It was like music's like oxygen. Yeah. You know, you can't, for, you can't for, live without you know, it. Like yeah, it's, it's in your blood. But literally, when they say it's in your blood, it it's is. in your it's blood. <laughs> you know, so that's cool. All right. Well, speaking yeah, of, nice. of of living, the other thing you can't live without is food. And food is a big part of our culture, and we've invited you here to have dinner with us. I like food. Food is good. Let's do it. Let's go to our next part is uh, our food segment. We'll be right back. A message from our sponsor. R-A-D-I-O. You're listening to the world famous Donut Studios.
That's a hit. All right. That's a hit right there. Put that on Dude, the radio. We're, we're natural. <laughs> so we gotta have, this is too easy. Have our own <laughs> show sometime. Just like yeah. fucking around. Record it. That's Put, what we're doing. Yeah. We, we are on a show. Yeah, we are doing that. <laughs> All right. We're back, oh, yeah. everybody. Welcome back to the Hodge Podcast Journey Through Food, Music, and Travel. This next part of the show, half the next half part of the show is very hard because we just ate a bunch of food. We paused time. We paused the earth, and we through ate a whole meal technology. through the miracles of technology. <clears throat> While still on the radio, we were able to have dinner, and I can't think straight because we ate so much. May I just say that Master Phillips is the king of the of the the culinary. Thank you, thank you. you. Know, whatever arts. <laughs> See, I can't. I can't think. All I my blood's you. in my yeah, stomach yeah. and exactly. not my brain. <laughs> you know? And Freddie's no slouch either. No. I tell you, these guys. Yeah, I, yeah, they, yeah. they make food so great. I, I offered to marry both of them, you know? <laughs> so. It's with the papers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that deserves a belly yeah. roll. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. That's full. That's a full belly. Uh, so today yeah. I made something. Uh, it's not maybe not so familiar with for an everyday North American household, but it's something pretty standard in the Middle Eastern Mediterranean food. Which is, uh, it's, it's called yachni, which is like a stew type of thing. Yachni. Yachni. That's the word we <laughs> just said. Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> yachni. Yachni. <laughs> yeah. Front or back. <laughs> Take that as you will. Right. <laughs> Today we have the vegetarian version, but uh, usually it's with beef cubes or chicken, but we're trying to stick to the more vegetarian style these days just because... Of the way things are made and produced and trying to be, I don't know, more gentle to the world. So uh, we had it with some rice and potatoes. We had potatoes in it, carrots, peas, corn. Uh, we had some flaxseed all over the place, garlic everywhere as usual. So trying to get it kind of nutritious. Even though it was potatoes and rice, it was, there's stuff in there that, you know, helps you out. And uh, you'll see pictures of that on our Instagram uh, yes. taken by our <laughs> amazing photographer, Sauce Photos, Mr. Salvatore J. Baxter of saucephotos.net. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you for uh, documenting uh, our show Sauce. every day Sauce. when we shoot this. <laughs> what do you think about the food, Rick? Have you had something like that before? Oh, yeah. I, I, well, um, I mean, my general rating and uh, overall review of it this one goes to 11 oh Bye. nice that's loud 11. that's loud if you don't <laughs> yeah, know <laughs> i could i could i could live yeah i could live off that for nice. quite a while thank you that's cool have you had anything similar to that before kind of thing you, oh i'm sure you, different versions of yeah. things or whatever and stuff yeah. but that was a that, that blend was very thank you very thank you good. nice it just you know it tasted and just had the i don't know the whole thing was is by somebody who knows what they're fucking doing and is an artist with food, not just a cook. Right. It is. It is. I do see it as an art because it's just kind of and it's a, it's a, it's a lot has to do with feelings too. Kind of like I kind of I have ideas of how it's gonna how it's made, but when you make it is when it actually happens. Like when you create stuff and you add stuff. It's or, like you're performing. Yes. Yeah, and then you got the time and you got to time everything correctly and textures and layers of things yeah. and it's kind of you know it's a lot it's a lot like music like a like a symphony in a pot and then the heat 
and you can mess it up in a second. You know, that's the, that's the there's a fear factor too, I guess, in there because I mean, that I may mean, get just like a show. I guess you mess up and it just kind of like flops, and yeah, then exactly. what are you gonna do? You know, but it's cool. It's fun. It's Spe- fun to do. Speaking of food, some fun food questions. Fun food questions for Rick. Oh. <laughs> if you had to pick, what is your favorite food? If you had to, no choice, but I'm going to eat this for the rest of my life until I die. Wow. Wow. That's it. That's I think about that all the time. Wow. Do you? Oh, yeah. There's had to be a specific kind? Well, it or? could be like, um, it could be like, uh, uh, it doesn't have to be like one dish. It could be, for me, for example, it would be avocado, olives, and bread. That sounds I good. could eat that every day for the rest of my life. That sounds good. I see. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm such a, like, uh, everything and anything I do, I like to change up a lot. You know, yeah. I don't have, I don't stick to one. It's hard. Too much. Yeah, That's why it's a hard question. I have favorites of things. Okay, that what's like your favorite? To, top five foods. Um, well, Mexican. Oh, yeah. Uh, like the burrito or like a, uh, what, what kind of tacos? Yes, or? all of it. Yeah. Yeah, because my mom, the soup my mom would like, cook, you know, we had Mexican food most of the time when yeah. we were growing up. She's amazing. Yeah, she I bet. Amazing. Yeah. We so, should get some of those recipes down. And uh, well, I named my publishing company uh, Chinese Food Music because <laughs> really, yeah, I, I had a real big fetish for Chinese food all the time. Yeah, but I kind of burned out on it. See, and and I not really. I mean, I'll eat it, but I don't crave it like I used to. Huh. Um, Probably like Doomies food I could live on for the rest of my life. Which one was that? Doomies? Yeah, Doomies. Uh, Phil Doomie is a friend of ours. He's from, like he's an old school goth. He's okay. known Jaton for a long time, and I, I've known him for a while. Oh, he has a restaurant, right? He has a restaurant. Oh, right. Doomies. You were talking about yeah, that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's vegan comfort food. Nice. The ve- I mean, it is so good. We take people who are like so anti-vegan and... They, you know, they yuck. They what? They don't even give a chance, and they they like, oh wow, this is I'm I'm a full on nice. lemmy meat and potatoes kind of guy, <laughs> but you know, this is good. I would eat it again. That's that's, cool. that's the problem. People hear vegan and they think it's like you you have to be vegan to eat it. It it it's it's well, they think you're gonna get a bunch of like you know cubes of. Uh, Tofu, tofu, like tofu. and like and like peas, soggy, yeah. <laughs> soggy <Yeah>. tofu. <laughs> and it's not the case at all. I mean, no. I sh- we're it's it's the tastiest food. I think is is it's not like going that route. They perfect they perfected right. the, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's a technology that's been advanced. It's not a it's thing. Art, art you know, like form vegan. Like people like when, it's, when people say like, oh, uh, uh, I'm not, uh, I eat vegan or do you have? It's like, it's. I mean, it's become a thing, but it's just food. It you know what I mean? There's it's, no flesh. There's You're not no, killing there's anything, no animal basically. Yeah. Any animals for it or whatever. And then vegan means also no dairy products. Right. Exactly. Which can only be good for you not to eat exactly. dairy yeah. products. And yeah. vegan dairy products are made out of things that, you know. Are good for you. They are good stuff, for you. you know, almonds and coconut. Coconut is the latest <sighs> crazy craze I heard about. Have you heard about this? Taking flakes of coconut and putting it with boiling water and drinking that warm coconut water. It turns into, uh, what do you call that? The water that we said, the alkaline. It, uh, it turns into alkaline water, apparently. Oh, wow. And then it kills tumors and things like that, apparently. That's what the latest oh, thing is. Wow. I haven't tried it yet. I'm going to try it. Can't hurt. Coconut we should take it on the road with water. Us. Right? That'd be good. A little warm. It's going to be a winter. Okay. <laughs> another fun food question. Fun food question. Uh, how about dessert? Are you a dessert guy? 
Oh yeah, I try. I have to and try to stay away from it because of my, you know, my liver and and my, you know, weight and all that kind of stuff, you know. But, you know, what what's life if you can't have a, a right. sweet, you know, made straight from hell? Yeah, <laughs> the, the sin that right. makes you feel so sinful. You know, what's the one? What's the one on the menu that you always pick? If they have like the long list, a dessert of, menu, the one that you're like, oh, there it is, they have it. Carrot cake. Oh, oh really? Nice. That's, that sounds nice. I would do you love want some carrot the, cake right with now. With the icing on it or just plain? No, with, with, the, with icing, the icing. You yeah. know, the traditional yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. carrot cake. You know, who makes pretty much the best one I've ever tasted with, is a Jaton. Oh, yeah? And nice. she always makes me one for my birthday. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's all made out of, like, you know, good, natural, you yeah. know, things and stuff and vegan and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's, she's an awesome, awesome woman. Yeah. She, she's the best. <laughs> every time I see her, I'm like, the world is a beautiful place. Just they, oh, positive energy every time we see her. Yeah, that's true. yeah. That's true. Oh, she's got to hear you say that. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it because I love her. Yeah, <laughs> and I know you meant it. You know, and it's like, yeah, you know her. Then you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah from right? day one, you, you from the minute, exactly, first yeah. minute, first yeah. second. Yeah, it was never that awkward stage where I don't really know this person. I can't really. I don't know how to like be around them. But it was right away. It was like. I mean, we know her forever. It's it's cool. It's nice. Yeah, she's because she's sincere. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's no BS with her. Yeah. Not, none at all. Yeah. You know, doesn't pull it. Doesn't pull any punches either. You know, when it's necessary. But right. once, just wants everybody to be happy and love. And she's very generous, very giving. That's cool. And she got one hell of a fucking voice. And That's one, true. One hell of a. <laughs> okay, I'll if stop maybe there. she'll be our, one of our guests. You think she'd want to come onto our show? She'd love to. All right, oh, that'd be cool. I'm down. We'll give her a call later. Yeah. Okay. You got any more fun, fun oh, food I'm food so questions? full, I can't breathe, you know, when, know, when you're like, <laughs> like... You know, but if we had eaten meat, we'd be destroyed right now. We wouldn't have the energy to continue. Painful. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Plus, the room would be like... Farts and everything. <laughs> yeah. We'd be like choking, our eyes oh would be God. watering. <laughs> <laughs> damn, Philip, damn, ready with uh, <laughs> Damn, what? <laughs> damn, Sal, what you be putting on your bread? Uh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Pate. Right? I don't know. Are you done with the fun food yeah, questions? Yeah, done. Are we done? I'm done with food. Move yeah, on with move life on. now.
So, um, being in the music scene, uh, basically all our lives, we know that uh, alcohol and drug abuse is a very common thing. There's ups and downs with everybody, bands breaking up, people, you know, whatever happens with you know their personal lives, or it's um, it, it can be the it can be partly because of the fame too, or just because you know, or just trying to deal with things or the attention or maybe family history trauma. A lot of reasons why people would do that. Um, so I'd, I mean, I'd say we're lucky, we're lucky enough to have met you after, after that phase of, of, of your life. But, um, I mean, we know you as a positive, clean down to earth kind of person, sometimes up in space, you know, but, uh, it's a person who, in my opinion, won't hurt a fly. Um, other than if you're on stage and something breaks, of course, I see that. Little change of you, Leo, for a second there. You're gonna break something, but the red sheets, the red sheets show up, <laughs> right? Yeah. But friends and yourself have told us that uh, not till recently that wasn't the case. So can you talk about that a little bit? Just like, um, like how, how did you get into it, and how did you get out of it? Like drugs and alcohol. Yeah, just like drug the abuse. drug abuse, Extra abuse, abuse <laughs> the abuse part. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important for people to hear that. Uh, I know it might be hard to talk about. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, you, people get influenced by by legends and other people's lives. They don't even have to be legends. I have lots of friends that were uh, that did drugs or alco were alcoholics, and they come out of that alive. Yeah. And some people don't come out of that alive because they don't get the inspiration. But I don't know how you did it. Well, as, I mean, as far as drinking, I've I've drank from an early early age and smoked cigarettes from an early age and. I always was curious to, I was always kind of anti-drug as a kid because of what the government said and all that kind of oh, right, stuff, yeah. but and the scare tactics they used in films at school. Yeah. But I've always was very obsessed and curious about it because I like to, I don't know, I'm a person that if you're, if you're here, you know, you, I, since I was young, I want to try everything. I want to experience, yeah, experience everything. I want to, you know. And then make my own take because I'd be told this is this, this is that. Oh, you shouldn't do this. And right. my first thing, my first reaction when they're to, as soon you as shouldn't you hear do that, that drug. It's like, yeah. well, why not? <laughs> right. And then they don't want to, you know, especially back then, they'd be like, hush, hush. You know, you're to be seen, not heard. Right. You're not allowed to fucking question them because they're authority. Yeah. So you got to make your own uh, decision. You got to make your own. Uh, yeah. Whatever's of, 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 of the subject at hand, and the best way to do that is with personal experience. Right, exactly. So you know exactly what it's about. Yeah, right? and so that's how it, you know, when and it wasn't, had nothing to do with being depressed or trying no. to run away from something or yeah. trying to med medicate myself or anything. It was the party. Right. <laughs> Plus, like, back then, all the all the rock stars and heroes, I mean... That's what it was, That's right? what it was, yeah, you know, yeah. if anything. I mean... And you can't avoid it. I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's like every every fucking rock, rocker back then would have, like, a fucking fifth of Jack Daniels in his hand. So, like, well, that's what I got to do. I yeah. got to drink Jack Daniels <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And party and just get, you know, sloshed and throw stuff out of, you know, hotel windows. That was <laughs> what the, all my legends did. Right, exactly, yeah. And so I take, you know, that that was influenced to me, you know, if I follow suit. Yeah. Like, well, being a rock star, you got to be kind of, you know, and then my favorite guitar players, you know, most of them, you know, especially Jimi Hendrix, is the smashing of the guitar. Yeah. From the first time I oh, saw yeah. a guitar being smashed in that movie Blow Up with... Uh, with the Yardbirds, okay, um, it was like, wow. <laughs> you know, this is fun. This looks fun, you know. And then, then after that, I always wanted to, you know, be able to smash a guitar someday <laughs> yeah. on stage. You know, that <laughs> was one of the Which, first uh, things. Next yeah. tour, let's do it. Which you have, uh, and then play music. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you did you go 
you reach a point where you went overboard, though? Yeah, I, well, I don't know what you'd consider overboard. The, uh, it's either... According to you, you almost died, or or oh oh, or, I thought you meant with smashing guitar. Oh no no no! <laughs> well, there was one guitar. <laughs> there was a really expensive guitar that I regret smashing once. But back then, you know, getting drunk and and, and doing drugs and everything, it was uh, it was like glamorous. Yeah, yeah, you know, like so yeah. Hollywood style. Yeah, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? You know, all that kind of good stuff. But look what happens. Most of the time, it doesn't pan out because. You may be, you know, legends and gods, rock gods or whatever and stuff, but you're still shit and piss and have blood in your veins and you're still, you know, you're still mortal. mortal. Yeah. Yeah. You're still a person, right? You know, I, I mean, it, I think if you were still in that phase, like we, you wouldn't be going to Spain like you did last week. Like you wouldn't have been able to do what, what if you If I was still doing If you were things. still doing heavy drugs and partying like a rock star. Well, I was. Even though you're still a rock You still star. party. I wouldn't have seen 2011. Oh, there you go. Because when I, when I quit on the November 20th in 2010, is yeah. because I, I was diagnosed that uh, with everything that, uh, the condition I was in yeah. when I went to the hospital to get a full physical checkup because I did, felt weird. That's the only Someone's way weird. I could explain it. Because uh-huh. I hate hospital. I never go in there. It's Smells like, weird. Take me to the hospital because something's wrong. Damn. They examined me and everything. Stuff. She goes, well, if you, you know, and I was honest with my whole lifestyle and everything. She goes, if you continue your lifestyle, you got about three months max. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. That works better than any program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reality I check. haven't touched a drop of alcohol, did any yeah. lines of any kind. Yeah. You know, or heavy drugs or anything. I was never an opiate person. Opiates always made me sick. To I, I never yeah. got that. I. So I, I tell people I'm allergic to it because I just get sick all the time. Yeah. And I'm waiting for that rush. Where, where's the warmth? Where's the rush? You know, I've been throwing up all fucking night, and all I do is feel like I want to throw up some more, like I've been botulism. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that wasn't, you know, but, um, yeah, I haven't touched anything. So what's it, how do you feel now versus then? Like, when you, like just your daily. A you billion know? times better. Yeah. You know, even at, when I was younger and stuff, I, if I was doing drugs, I was, you know, very strong. I hadn't gotten beat up by drugs and alcohol yet, but still, right. I felt a cleanliness. I, it, it's it's a kind of almost cliche, but the, being the cleanliness is a, is a high in itself. It's a different experience, right. you know, right. and it's rad. And it, it's like, it makes me think of, I don't regret because it's what I had to go through. It happened, yeah. But um, it makes me realize how much stuff I uh, missed. You miss stuff, right? When you, know? you do that, yeah, yeah. because I black out or be whatever, or, or be, rather be doing drugs in a van with somebody than seeing this awesome band that right. we're opening. It for. closes you off to things, you know. Yeah. It's not maybe personally, but you know, yeah. in general. And yeah. you stop, you know, you stop going out anywhere or whatever and stuff, you know, because you'd rather just sit at home, get high, drink, whatever. Yeah. And then you don't want to be around people and stuff. You get really kind of secluded and self-conscious. And yeah. Because you, well, because you know you're fucking up. Right. You know? There's a reason. Yeah, I can, why do you feel I like can't that? see exactly. that. I can picture that. Yeah, that's crazy. That. Yeah, you'd, you'd be, you'd be yeah. really, <laughs> you'd be disappointed, you know? Well, <laughs> I'm not now, that's for sure. Everything happens for a reason. So, you know, like you said, it just had to happen for, you know, for you to realize or know that, you know, and... What made it worse is that, like, you know, some of the most fucked up stuff I did because of being on drugs, on drugs and everything and stuff gets gets retold and, you know, as like, like the part story. of the legend oh, yeah, and everything. Yeah. Like, Don't glorify no, that no, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I had to fess up to it and I'm not ashamed of it. It was part of me. But 
I think it's I'm a, afraid of what it will influence others. No, yeah, yeah and I think it's important yeah. for people who, who who share their experience and how they came out of it because if they hear it from somebody and, and if they are currently listening to us right now and they're 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 going through a hard time in life on with drugs, if they hear that you can come out of that and there is, you know, a positive way to it's always different on how you're going to come out of that for each person, but yeah. you can come out of it. You can't, you're not going to, it's not the only way of life. There's, and it is better, you know, coming out of like not doing it in general is going to be better for you. So some people are stuck in it. Oh, I need it. I need to feel, you know, like, but that's what it's made. That's why, that's why it's made. It's made to make you feel better than, you know, extreme pleasure. That's what it's made. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you don't have that, you're not going to feel that, but it's, I mean, I don't know. You're proof right here because you were in there. You know, you're you know super rock star, punk rock rock star, which is like the heaviest of the you know partiers, in my opinion. Like the punk rock lifestyle, kind of like yeah. roughing it, you know. But um, but then you're doing so much more now, you know. Well, yeah, because it's my mission. It's my purpose. Like I was saying earlier, you know. And if I don't do it, then I, I'm I'll, I'll be damned. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll be a total disappointment to myself and and others. Did it affect your music yeah. writing? This the change, to oh, being... yeah, I went. I just got completely prolific. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. wow, that's great. Usually, it's still... like, but during most of that time, during those years, it was almost like just a necessity, or I hardly ever wrote. I mean, it, it was like not appealing anymore. It wasn't exciting anymore. Okay, and losing that was kind of like part two. Huh. Like a, a part two of it, where it was kind of getting scary. Like, well, how come I don't get off anymore from the music like I used mm-hmm. to? Why does it feel like it's just a chore, and I'm not showing up to half my shows? And because yeah. I did, I, I just I start being, you know, the the guy that they make the joke out of. Like, well, oh, yeah. I go see. In fact, Jatan said that <laughs> before she met me. Her um, her daughter Zara wanted to go see me and stuff, and that's when I. Wasn't showing up to shows. So you'd book you and you wouldn't show up. Yeah, they had a Rick Ag- uh, Rick Agna band had a, a a residency at the Redwood for this whole month, uh-huh. and I didn't show up to one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and but so it's the, the Redwood, the, like right there. The band, that was 2010. Yeah, no, this was 2000. Yeah, this was before. It was before I got. Okay. So maybe 2009. Uh-huh. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I didn't show up to any of them. It's so funny. It's like, and then they kicked me out of my Rick Agnew band. <laughs> <laughs> and they went ahead That's and did good. their own, like, form, I mean, yeah, what else are they going to do? Whatever. Right, right. You know, they did, like, a poop kind of thing one yeah. night, and then another night they just, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. They had to fill it in. And it, Did you, you say, know, I'm not coming, or you just, just didn't show up? Yes. You just, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. it just, you know, it, after, but um, when Zara and Jatan were going to go see me on this one night, they go, yeah, Rick Agnes supposed to play because this is before I really yeah. met him and stuff, and they're big fans, and she goes, the big joke she said was like, um, yeah, we go see Rick Agnes at the, at the Redwood, you know, <laughs> if if he shows up yeah. or whatever. Right, yeah. it's always a thing. It was a thing. But. Yeah, they, they could almost, you know, set their watches to yeah. it. Even though you felt like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it or like I don't feel like it, translating music from the universe <laughs> to people, and that was like one thing you didn't want to do, you know. So it's kind of interesting how you know. Since then, I'm sure you haven't missed any shows. Oh no! Right? No, no, not at all. Yeah. No.
Well, I'm glad I'm glad you're yourself. you're playing shows and and we're honored to be able to play shows with yes. you, oh, yeah. go on tour well, with you. Yeah, we have the yeah. funnest time. It's I can't think of a better band to tour with. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and then we're gonna have a lot more. It's quite an honor, Rick. Sky! 
I think that's our show. Yeah. Thank you all for tuning in to the Hodge Podcast, a journey through food, music, and travel. Podcasting live from beautiful West Anaheim, California at Doll Hut Studios. We were your hosts, Philip and Freddie, our, our photographer of the night, Sauce Photos, Salvatore J. Baxter of Sauce Photos, and our amazing guest and amazing friend, Rick Agnew. Thank you. We Thank appreciate you. it. The Hodge means a pilgrimage, and this is the story we're here to give to you. A small taste of our travels and the music and the beautiful people we encounter. Until next time. Goodbye. Salud. Parel. Naisaste kala. Salamu alaikum. Ciao. Adios. Arrivederci. And all the best. <laughs>